0: This is the Everybody's Talking at Once podcast for October 21st, 2021. the Everybody's Talking at Once podcast, where we talk about everything by talking about video games. My name is Drew Messenger Michaels, and as always, I'm very glad you're here. Regular listeners might note that we are posting on a different day of the week than usual, Thursday rather than Tuesday, and might be wondering why. New listeners are likely here because they sort of know why, namely that we have timed this one to coincide with the surprise release of Chef Squad. David Galindo is back to talk about it. Folks might remember he was on the show before, uh, in episode 74, uh, talking about Cook, Serve, Delicious 3 and the rest of the Cook, Serve, Delicious trilogy, with which Chef Squad shares some DNA. But Chef Squad is native to Twitch, and a lot of this conversation is about the logistics of that, the intent behind it, what's interesting about Twitch, and what a Twitch native game should look like, Uh, and... You know, David is an opinionated person, so you'll you'll not be super surprised if you've heard him talk before to know that he has opinions on the previous attempts at sort of Twitch native games, by which we mean not really stuff like Twitch Plays Pokemon, where the Twitch chat tries to play an existing game using Twitch commands, but rather games built to be played using Twitch commands from the ground up. If any of these distinctions don't make sense to you, I think they will once you hear from David. So let's get to it. Enjoy. we are recording let's dive in um, thank you a ton for coming back and, and thank you for for reaching out to me i'm really happy that we get to be one of the the only uh, places you're talking about this like on launch day um i am very excited so thank you for being here
1: absolutely you're the first person i asked
0: that's incredible
1: yeah, yeah you're, you're such a joy to talk to and, and i i'm looking forward to it
0: Oh, that means a lot okay well we will start in the traditional place and uh, and this is a question that i think needs answering more urgently because the world has no idea what is chef squad chef squad
1: is our brand new title uh from the makers of cooks are delicious a few of us that uh were involved with cooks are delicious and yeah it is something that has never really been done it is a twitch only community game where It really only works, in fact, it only works if you are a streamer (laughs) and you stream this game on your channel uh, because the cooks in the kitchen are people in your chat and you hire people in chat and you work a day, which is about three minutes in game. So by the time you set up a day, you're playing for about five minutes to finish a day. And uh, you're either going to be successful and you've served all the orders, you get a perfect day or you miss a few, it's still an okay day. Or you miss too many, you just fail it, and you got to restart it. And you get um, all kinds of unlockables, and it's just a, a cool little game. It's set in the seventies because I've been dying to do a game set in the seventies, and that let us do like retro music, retro art. It's very fun. the music
0: is so good. <laughs> that tune has been in my head. I got the chance to play ah. this early on a secret uh, a secret uh, channel, and that tune has been like viciously in my head ever since. It's very it's
1: <laughs> good. It's the same, uh, Jonathan Gere, I've been working with him for gosh over ten years. Uh, he's the only composer I've ever worked with because he's just so good, and, and his yeah, vibe he's... fits
0: your vibe so well. That like really kind of retro, like
1: silly but serious. Yeah, it's perfect. It's so good. I think he was really tickled to be like when I told him, "Hey, can you make some seventies music for me?" He's like, "Oh man, I love all these challenges." That <laughs> <But> <laughs> I can it. I? He said. <laughs> So
0: I guess this is by no means the most important question, but it was the first one that popped into my head. We talked the last time we talked about how Cook Serve Delicious 3 leaned into the lore that you'd sort of been building, you know, throughout the the development of Cook Serve Delicious 2. So is Chef Squad on the same timeline? Is this the same world in the (laughs) 70s?
1: You know, that that was something we uh, had to think about. But ultimately, we just ended up... Well, so, you know, actually, now that you say that, uh, Whisk and Cleaver from Cooks are Delicious uh, is in the art. Uh It's like appear. a little intermission thing. And uh they're just there to be kind of like a little cameo because we put a little ad for Cooks are Delicious 3, but um, officially it is not canon in the okay. Cooks are okay. Delicious universe. Let's, let's say they are time-traveling robots visiting this, this other universe.
0: Yeah. You introduce a time travel conceit and then anything goes. So this is, yeah, this is an OVA. <laughs> this, is, this is a side story. This is something exactly. else. But it is like, you know, the reason I ask is it is in gameplay terms, broadly similar to Cook Serve Delicious, you know, in the structure of days, particularly to three in the sense of like, you know, building your menu and all that. And in the sense that every, but also a bit of a throwback to one in that there are these kind of discrete actions for each uh uh each kind of food each ingredient and stuff like it it, it's a bit of a throwback to the the more wario wearish experience of one in a certain sense but the discrete actions are on the level of like twitch commands so you as a as a player get thrown into you know chopping onions and you have you know onion chop specific commands you have to enter yeah. It's a blast. And it means, you know, it, it's got that kind of thing that uh that I really appreciate where like the streamer has a unique role because they cannot cook, right? <laughs> like they are purely uh it's like what that what's that that one game where someone's a starship captain and right, like they have a screen but they yeah. have no controller. Yeah, I, I will put it in the show notes because I always forget the name. But it's like that <laughs> in that sense, right? But but uh but on a larger scale, because it's a whole kitchen of cooks doing cook serve delicious
1: things. Yeah, somebody described it as cooperative typing of the dead. And I can't get that out of my head <laughs> ever since they said that. It's made me feel so good. I, <laughs> and, I, said, I said
0: cook, serve, delicious, teaches typing in the, yeah, in the chat. That and, was really uh,
1: good, too. Yeah. Um, and and it, so originally, you could join as a chef and be the streamer. Uh, and we tried that once, and I said we can't. I don't want anyone to ever accidentally do this because it's impossible. Mm. Like, I, you can't do it. So we actively disallow it. Like now because it'd be
0: more of a gordon ramsay simulator we're just yeah you can't do this right i'm gonna take it away from you yeah
1: pretty much
0: but the the asymmetrical co-op aspect of it and the idea of like it 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 ties into the relationship that i think streamers have to their audience right we're like the audience wants to participate but the streamer is you know running the show in an obvious sense but also in sort of like an emotional sense this builds on that dynamic
1: it's fascinating i've really gotten into twitch um the last few years I mean especially with the pandemic too it was just like
0: it's a good time to get into it yeah
1: exactly and just loving the communities that I was involved in I mean even with Service 3 we literally hired four streamers uh, for voice acting and um, it was just kind of it it was interesting seeing what was even available and what was out there because uh, it was fun to just throw a Twitch stream on while I was coding and yeah, like you said, like streamers have a lot of responsibility. They have a lot <laughs> of I guess like they have a lot to carry because they do have to make things super entertaining for everybody watching and everyone involved. And when you introduce that dynamic of the community being involved too, that gets very complicated, and there's not a whole lot of there's not really anything like what we're making, uh, which was very surprising when I was researching.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. So there are, uh, you know, what um, the the comparison point that I've heard, you know, among the few people who sort of know this exists before release is marbles on stream, which is yeah. something I was only a little bit familiar with, but it's much, much simpler.
1: It's it's. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that. Um, so what if Julia, that's the streamer that is attached to Chef Squad. Um, I watched her all the time and she would do these community nights on Saturday, uh, which really kind of directly influenced uh, Chef Squad. And so what these community nights ended up consisting of were marbles on stream and so what that is is basically anybody on stream when it's time types exclamation point um i think ready or something and a ball appears with their name on it uh, on the screen a little marble and you can have up to like 400 marbles like it's a lot and you see this track that's floating in air and it's like this ramp and there's like de loops and there's all these things. And um, when the countdown starts, everybody's marble drops and it, you just kind of watch it and you hope that you get first. Like there's no interaction <laughs> beyond entering. But that's what I mean by like the concept itself is kind of boring, but it's the streamer that makes it really fun. Like they can kind of commentate it, like, you know, like it's a sports thing.
0: Marble racing leagues with like actual marble sort of became a thing during the pandemic too, right? So it's like, yeah. it's sort of, yeah, it's 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 vibing on those
1: vibes. And it's funny because somebody typed exclamation point boost, and I don't think that does anything, but then the whole chat starts filling up because you want to make sure your marble gets boosted. <laughs> I still don't know if that does anything right. it. Like, it's one of those things that it, it was just really funny because you think, well, is there any kind of thing I can do? No, I don't, I don't know. But what was funny is that uh, Julia at the end, you see all the rankings and whoever got first, it never really mattered because she would go right to who got thirst place, which was 69. <laughs> and that was what you really wanted to know. Cause you could never tell who got that place.
0: And Totally. Totally. Yeah. By it, watching you would have no
1: idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you're always hoping you're like, Oh man, I hope I got it. And that was that was hilarious. That was really fun. But there was that game, and there was another game um, called Words on Stream. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. I, only by name. I've
0: never been involved in a session. So if you wouldn't mind describing it a little,
1: it's it actually that one really inspired me because of how terrible it was and it made me angry (laughs) it made me so angry that's profoundly
0: inspiring like just in terms of like wasted potential or, or just how little there was to it
1: it's so what it is is um it shows you a bunch of letters on the screen and so you're in twitch chat if you're a streamer you go to a website you don't even have to download anything you log in with twitch and now your chat can participate so it sets up a really good first impression because It gives you a bunch of uh, randomized letters, and then it has a bunch of spaces on the bottom of the screen, like four-letter spaces, five-letter spaces of a bunch of words. And so when the timer goes, the whole chat participates in trying to figure out the words you can spell with these letters. And so the whole chat just lights up. And if I type you know, playing, and if that's a word you can make with these letters, then it says, Chubbigan's found playing. And then it fills in the blanks, and there's like 20 blanks. And so everybody's trying to do it before the time runs out. And if you get enough of them, you move on to the next round. So it's really fun. It's really satisfying to get a word because you feel accomplished, especially if like you barely eke out a win to the next level. You think, wow, if I hadn't gotten that word, we would have lost. And so fantastic first impressions. What was happening as I was watching it was you get more and more letters. And they start doing all these things with the letters. And the game field starts kind of getting bigger. And mm. so the streamer that I was watching had like a camera, um, you know, she, like a camera view of her. And she had to keep shrinking it and shrinking it because she was blocking some of the letters. <laughs> and if you're blocking anything, chat can't read anything. The whole game is like ruined. So her little window got smaller and smaller until finally she just turned it off. She's like, I can't, I don't know where to put my camera anymore. Like there's no space. So I realized, gosh, this game doesn't really accommodate streaming for it being a stream-only game. That's, that's so
0: wild. It's native to streaming, but in, yeah. in key ways, it wasn't built with streaming in mind.
1: That's not even the worst part. So that's number yeah. one. That's one of three points that I really took away from it. The second point was like everybody could play in chat. So mm. with her chat, it was about there was about 100 people, 150 people watching, and it was pretty steady. I, I would get guess maybe 10 to 15% of people in any chat are chatting based on viewer count. So it's mm-hmm. a little slow and it's easily moderated. That's normal. For that game, like you don't even have to like enter. It just says type a word and anybody can play. That chat just went flying. And forget moderation, forget everything. If you were to walk into that uh Twitch stream and not know what's going on and see the chat going nuts typing banana, banana, and just, like all this stuff. You're <laughs> like, what is going on? What is happening? And it completely devoured the chat. And that makes a streamer very nervous. That makes the moderation team very nervous because suddenly you've lost control of general, you know, chat moderation. And I could tell people were like a little bit on edge because. She stopped playing it. She's like, you know what? That's that's kind of a stressful game for me. <laughs> I was like, oh, I get it. Um, so that was the second part. I think the worst part, though, was um, so people get raided all the time on Twitch. And so what that means mm-hmm. is, uh, if you're stopping a stream, like if I'm streaming and I'm ending it, I can just throw uh, throw it to another streamer, and I can put my chat in another streamer's chat room uh, stream. And so we go and we raid. Um, and once we raid someone, they see that I'm raiding them. And they're like, oh, hello, welcome, uh, again's audience. Wow, my name is blah, blah, blah. And this is what I stream and all this stuff. So it's a real great way to build stronger communities, like build a network. And so this would happen while this game was happening. Somebody raided, and they were playing oh, the God. words <laughs> on stream. So it was already a little bit of chaos. But the streamer that had raided was in Chen, she was like, oh, this looks really cool. What is this? Oh, it's words on stream. And so they were talking about it. And there's these three words that nobody can figure out. And I'm like, we're running out of time here. What what are these words? And so as they're talking, they're like, oh, this is how you play it on their stream. Oh, I'm going to play it with my community. This looks fun. I suddenly realize I'm like, oh, surely that's not the word. And as I was thinking it, somebody typed raping in the chat. And that was the word that they wanted. They wanted rape, raping, and rape. Mm. And then all the numbers start flying, there's points. It was like, congratulations to this person who gets that word. I've never seen an audience turn on a game so quickly. Because mm. immediately it's like, if that word's in this game, what other words are in this game? And immediately nobody wanted to like play it anymore. What could the I intention was... there
0: be? Were they trying to be edgy? or like? That I is think it wild. was just
1: like, so somebody said maybe it's a dictionary. maybe maybe, yeah but like they didn't filter that like it was impossible to wrap my head around it felt like a committee making a game for twitch that had never seen a twitch stream before Mm. and I realized watching that I was like I there has to be like a better game than this that is like (laughs) considerate of the streamer and considerate of the audience because this game was neither yeah like for that to happen is like and there's no way to report words or anything. Like I don't think like, and that it shouldn't have to. Like they should that should be checked. So. Man, that made that. So this game was built out of spite and anger. I think I'm <laughs> like, jeez Louise, get it together! Holy cow!
0: You, your games have a positivity to them, but I feel like they often come out of what some would consider negative emotions. I think you said like, <laughs> you know, you built you built Cook Serve Delicious three be, because you didn't want to make a third game, so you had to challenge yourself to come up with what would make a third game interesting. to you. And this is like, you're like, there's this new genre of game in this medium I'm into, Twitch, and and they're all either. There's nothing to them or they're actively terrible. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's just like, you're totally right. Because I think my next game is also built out of spite. I'm like, I'm just going to make this game. No one's going to stop
0: me. You know, it's people, you know, it's a tough thing to talk about. But spite (laughs) is powerful fuel.
1: It really really is. is. It really is. It's like, (laughs) I don't even know who I am like angry against. I'm just like angry. Just like, God, I'm going to make an awesome game. I'll show them. I don't even know who them is, but I'm going to show them. (laughs) <laughs> all of them all of yeah They're them. Um, okay. i mean I, I i'll
0: get greedy and ask if you can talk at all about the next game later but let's stick with this for a minute because sure, I, th- sure. I think it is interesting to me that you you know you, you said this was clearly a game that was made for twitch by people who had never been on twitch whereas <laughs> you like you said you worked with streamers and that was sort of like a key aspect of the way cook serve delicious 3 found its way into the world and and all of that and it's clearly a medium you like. You also did other Twitch stuff during lockdown. You like ran yeah. a game show in Animal yeah. Crossing for a while dressed as a hot
1: dog, and it was pretty delightful. I did. I, did. I didn't realize you knew about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, so that was me experimenting, kind of being like, and, and actually maybe bored too. I was like, I want to, this is weird. I really love <laughs> the weird vibes I'm getting. Being a game show host, I'm making my own game show called The Bell Is Right in Animal Crossing, inviting streamers to my island. They have to guess the prices of the in-game Animal Crossing objects. Twitch stream, like, so this was on the stream, and so chat was helping them. Mm -hmm. Shout out, just like prices, right, really. And it was using in-game, or not in-game money, but actual money in the form of Twitch bits. And which is, which by the way, is a lair I love that they're, they're, yeah.
0: the prices that they're guessing are in a money that is faker than the money they stand to win.
1: Like that's yeah. there's something so bizarre about that. The whole thing was weird. And I finally stopped when I think I was out like $2,000 and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing with my life? I had a bunch of notes for the next game. I was taking days for me to set up and, I, and people would, I would schedule and be like, well, it's going to take me a day to, you know, get enough bells in the game. Because I can't buy anything in-game currency in the game. So I got to make money in Animal Crossing. And it was just a weird nightmare. I think I finally snapped out of it when I'm like, I'm not having fun anymore. Like, this feels like a job. And where <laughs> is this going? And So so
0: you didn't intend it as like a promotional thing for your other games. You didn't even justify it, you
1: know, that way in your head at all initially. It was no, just something was, fun and weird to do. It was totally, I mean, I guess I could say I was... Uh, you know, I was researching for, you know, the, the Twitch community. Being part of the no, zeitgeist. I, yeah, sure. It was literally, like, my first person uh, to be on the show was uh, Mega Oris, And I literally asked her on stream, hey, you want to come to my island? Because I think she was hopping onto people's islands. And she did. And I'm like, hey, you're on a game show now. <laughs> Let's play. And it was fun. And then I'm like, I, this is fun. I want to keep doing this. And it was weird. I I, I really, really liked it. The weirdest part, though, I didn't even think to save those VODs, so it's oh, kind of, yeah. like, gone.
0: Whoa, um, it's lost the time. That's crazy. Yeah, right?
1: it's kind of the thing about Twitch is, like, it's very much, if you're not preserving that kind of history and stuff, it's just gone. That's um, one of the
0: strangest things about Twitch. It's almost like, you know, old TV before I Love Lucy, right? Where they yeah. just they broadcast it and no one kept that record. <laughs> so like things yeah. were on and then they disappeared forever. Like most of Twitch is like that.
1: It's it, it's it, so it, it,
0: interesting the way things come around.
1: It's weird. And yeah, like if you're not careful, you can accidentally just lose a bunch of stuff like that. But like, yeah, it's it's one of those regrets because I would love to like go back. and. But there's like little bitty clips you can save. From a show uh, that that are still out there but yeah I I just had a hankering to like do something cool with like th- there was something there with the twitch stuff but the problem was so with marbles on stream it's free uh, and the only way they make money is if I want to be a fancier marble then I have to download the game. I can buy their huh. in-game currency. I can make my marble gold. So the next time I'm on a stream, uh, once I type, you know, exclamation point ready, then my gold marble is there and everybody sees it and is very impressed. Um,
0: <laughs> and feels a deep sense of FOMO and also yeah. has some money and and so on and so on. Yeah,
1: exactly. I don't know if that does well for them, but it's like, there's, there's not a good avenue to make money off of these kinds of games. So we... Straight up, the first thing we did is say, we're not going to make money. This is not going to be for sale. Uh, it's going to be free. We're not going to do anything downloadable, any kind of content. It just makes things easier if we know the game's going to be free. Um, and that's what we did. We built this game on the premise of it being free. And that was very relieving because I, I don't know how to make money off of this specific game.
0: Um, And there may be a sense in which no one does because there are so few of them yeah yeah
1: yeah like there are games out there that are much smaller indie games that do cost money but don't have the production value that we could bring Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it's strange and i think the goal for us here is if this does take off in a big way we can take this to a partner and be like hey give us money to make more of these games and maybe we can integrate something that you would like eyeballs on um which isn't like the most exciting thing about game development. Like I don't, I'd rather not make a chef squad version of, you know, with taco bell in it. But if that lets <laughs> sure. me build more different games, then yeah, sure. I'll do it.
0: There could but, be better, better brand synergy. I could imagine a, a you know, I don't know, <laughs> great British bake off version. I don't hey, know. There's,
1: there's, there's something you could do. I don't know. that could be fun. There's, there's a lot of avenues we could take. Um, But it's, it's actually funny because we were talking with a major partner that you would think would get what this is. And I explained it to them. This was before we had a playable build even. And they kept saying, well, can you add controller support? Can you add single player? And I'm like, that's not what this is. This does not work like that.
0: That game exists and, they, and it's called <laughs> Kirk Cooks Are Delicious 1 through 3.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Like, they couldn't understand. I don't think they ever got what it was. And I'm like, you know what? We'll talk after I release the game. Then you can see what it is. And then, <laughs> because it was, it, these conversations just didn't go anywhere. Um, That's so because, interesting. Because, yeah. like.
0: People like you know, there's gold in them, the hills. As far as Twitch, people know that. People understand that that streamers, as the the fulcrum, you know, as personalities, are 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 what it's about for viewers. So for them to not get this is very interesting to me. Like like what they didn't get was just how it makes money, or like they didn't they just didn't understand why someone would play it and what was enjoyable about it. Like like they where didn't was the
1: understand? Disc- they didn't like they would ask me. So what if they go? They open the game and there's nobody playing. How do they play? And I said, well, they don't play they don't open the game they should not download the game uh if they don't stream there would be, the be no reason to, to it. It.
0: It, wouldn't, it wouldn't do yeah. anything for
1: you yeah it does nothing and that's where they were like i we don't how do you that doesn't make any sense <laughs> I'm like,
0: if well, you <laughs> had like a big group of friends right you could hypothetically like do like you know like do what people do with the jackbox games and just like do oh, a sure. private stream and just you know like someone could host and, and everyone else could play that is
1: one of the smaller avenues we're looking at is that downloadable discord integration for a premium price that might oh, be, be cool. something we do but we'll see if Chef that makes sense so. yeah
0: because dude yeah. yeah setting up like a private twitch stream for friends and family and whatever yeah. is doable but it's it's a much bigger pain in the ass than just hitting you know stream game on discord for
1: sure yeah and, and i think discord would be really cool because then you would use the discord channel <clears throat> to so i don't i don't even think i explained like how that chat integration works like you can when you start a day in Chess squad You type, uh, hire me. And uh, the streamer can get up to 25 chefs. And then you go into a day. And if I'm in chat, the streamer is pulling people out of what we call the chef pool. And then my name comes up, and they put my little chef on the tomato station. And so I'm typing what the game tells me. It says, Chubbigan's type tomato. Type uh, cut tomato. And I'm typing that. And then that's it. And then I get placed back in the chef pool. And that ingredient is used for completing orders, kind of like overcooked, where you see what ingredients you need to finish an order. Uh, that's pretty much the design we went with.
0: And sometimes you as a chef get to serve the finished dish, which is very exciting yes. and involves some <laughs> triumphant <laughs> phrases
1: like, you know, like, like
0: perfect day and <laughs> cook yeah
1: like that. Yeah. <laughs> those were fun to write. Those, those took a while. Uh, I was very devious with some of those too.
0: <laughs> some um, of them are kind of tricky to type. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and the other thing is it has, you know, in true uh, Cook, Serve, Delicious fashion, there are sort of like non-cooking activities. I mean, Overcooked has this too, right? But like someone has to take care of the, the dishes or the trash or things yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of neat. Like we didn't, it's funny, we have limited space to work with. Like we can't move the camera. The camera has to be in the kitchen. We wanted to make sure to create space for streamers. So the very first thing you see in the game is, hey, here's where to put your camera. Here's where to put your UI elements. Here's where to put the alerts for your tips and your seeing
0: a streamer appreciate that just made the whole thing click for me. Like, Oh, they thought about this.
1: Yeah. That came right out of that words with words on stream. Like, I'm like, gosh, this needs to be done. And obviously, um, or honestly, I'm going to do that for like future games that are just single player games. Like, Mm. it makes sense to make your game as presentable and as, as possible because streamers, you know, they're not there to sell your game, but when they stream your game, you are essentially selling that game to their viewers. And it just makes sense to tell the streamer, hey, you want some best tips and for streaming our game? Here's where to put the camera. Here's where to put your stuff. You won't block it. All this music is DMCA-free, so don't worry about it. Um, you know, stuff like that. And I think that goes a long way even if you don't support any Twitch integration. like." It just really occurred to me that 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 is just so vital in making your game very attractive. Uh, on twitch
0: like like accounting for the ways people actually play and and how people discover games right like exactly. it ain't just in the games press it's it's cruising around on twitch or seeing what your favorite streamer is playing and in the same way that like if you set out to like make the perfect game for speedrunners, that will fail more often than it succeeds but you can yeah. you can make a game and you know put in features that make it more accommodating to speedrunners should they wish to play it similarly you're saying like you know, it's not that you just make Twitch native games now. It's that like <laughs> when you make another single player game, you're gonna you're gonna have that in mind. Like just where where does the streamer put their face? <laughs> yeah. like, how do we how do we make sure, yeah, exactly they're not getting like the stream isn't getting taken down because of music
1: and and, and all that. Yeah. It's it's a weird time to make a game in this environment. Cause I think like Sonic at the Olympics, the latest one that got released, starts with this song. And there's a funny compilation of Twitch streamers screaming when they hear the song and pressing enter. Oh, my, like, gosh. oh my gosh. Or they're singing over it <laughs> and to try and stop it so they don't get a strike. It's like, what are we doing? Or that, that Life is Strange bit where there's a streamer mode, but it meets all the music. So they're hopping around dancing, doing air guitar to a song that doesn't play on Twitch. That is it's so just surreal.
0: silence, and it's. I mean, yeah. we should say explicitly that's because we live in hell, and you know, yeah. automated <laughs> copyright claims are are a blight on society and serve no one but you know, IP hoarders. They don't help artists or streamers yeah. or whoever at all. But that's the world we live in, right? This that's the soup we swim in. That's nothing an individual streamer can do much about. Yeah. So to just like create a safe zone for them to play a game and not worry <laughs> about that is something cool you can do as a developer.
1: Yeah, I, I, and I still talk to developers like. There was one that just released a major game, and I said, hey, I've got a bunch of Twitch streamers, um, if you're interested, that would love to, you know, look at your game. Or, and they're like, we don't really think that's going to do anything for us. Like, we don't really believe in, in Twitch. And I get where they're coming from. Like, even as someone who spent $10,000 on sponsored streams uh, for Cooks or Delicious 3, I still don't know if what that did for us. Marketing is like that though. Like it's just a giant hole that you just, (laughs) just keep filling and filling until you're out of money. And then you hope. The the old
0: saying, right. Is, uh, is I know half my marketing budget is wasted. I just don't know which half. (laughs)
1: That's really good. Yeah. Like it's, it's fun. Like I had tons of fun with our sponsor streams and, but yeah, I, I, it has to be doing something right. Like I know for sure that, that we get those huge bumps if, somebody notable is playing our game. And really I was
0: going to say, it. yeah, as somebody who's generally pretty open about the business side, are there observable, you know, bumps, effects, whatever, short-term or long-term in
1: terms of just like straight up sales of the game? It's, it's less um, noticeable. It's less noticeable spikes. But what I have noticed is Cook, Serve, Delicious 3 has this extremely long tail mm. that is really not going down as in fact has gone up and in, uh, in a lot of ways. And I can't imagine that um, not being related to the fact that people still like to stream it. And you see totally, it every totally. now well, and then.
0: Well, the data couldn't be as simple as like, there's a stream and then a bunch of people buy it that day. I'm sure it's right. super common to like watch a stream and enjoy it and then like pick it up the next time it's on sale or something.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Which is actually another strategy we're doing with Cooks for Delicious 3. I've always been an, a uh, proponent of like, don't devalue your game. Um, let's do a sale four times a year uh you know we don't want to we always want to make sure it's $20 that's how much this game is and all the stuff and my product manager uh Eric was like he was saying let me experiment with this let me discount this game as much as we can mm. um because there are cooldown periods like Steam Nintendo they won't let you be on sale all the time you'll have to like be on sale for a few weeks then be off of sale for a few weeks that's that's common across every single console mm-hmm. and so I was hesitant, but because we have a nice catalog of games, uh, I was like, OK, let's let's try it. And so we've been very incrementally going up with our discounts, 20%, 30%, 40%. I think we're going to hit 50% at the end of the year if we haven't already. And um, what's been fascinating is that idea of devaluing is gone. Uh, and because Steam is so massive, Anytime we put our game on sale, it's new people seeing it for the first time, Mm. like forever. Uh, It struck me as as nuts when we went to uh, conventions and we were doing Cook Service List 3 and people were like, I played the first one. I didn't even know there was a second one. And it just reminds you how how little um, views you can get on your own without something like sales. Sales really do spur people like they see it for the first time really, is I guess what I'm trying to say.
0: Totally, totally. Because there's just no way you're going to get a big juicy article on Polygon yeah, or
1: whatever. You know, even, exactly. even, with a, even
0: with a large content update, that maybe is on the front page for a day or a week exactly, if you're super yeah. lucky.
1: Yeah. And no one's complaining because I think it's great that Steam, now we have Steam refunds. So you have less, um, you know, people will just get a refund if we go on sale a few days after they bought it. And so this idea of of that being really driving up sales and i think just yeah like you said hey that's that game i saw on that stream uh cool i'm gonna pick it up like even watching uh negoworks who is uh the voice of whisk in cook 3 when i'm on her stream i see people come in uh every now and then being like oh hey i just stopped in because I, I heard you were the voice of whisk and i really enjoyed it and i want to see you stream you know i love your love your performance in that game and that's always really cool because it's like wow that that's just so fascinating and fun like that's just a, another avenue for people to discover our game is through voice talent and then through Twitch like it's just there's just so many different kinds of avenues and i don't think developers do that nearly enough discounting and really utilizing what's available on on things such as twitch
0: it's really interesting that you think of those things as of a piece and maybe just because they're like things that, you know, five years ago, certainly 10 years ago, but, but even a couple of years ago, like you would have either not thought of it all or thought was a bad idea. I mean, you've, you've written a bit, I, th- I believe about race to the bottom pricing among indie games, but you're saying yeah. like, A, the math is different and B, that's now of a piece with just like getting your game out there. Like it's a, it's a discoverability yeah. imperative. And that's sort of, you know, that's, that sort of leapfrogs old concerns yeah. about people perceiving that your game is not worth as much or like waiting for the inevitable 75% off because the people who were buying it at (laughs) launch and the people who are buying it at 75 or 80 or whatever percent off are not the same people buying launch. exactly
1: yeah like we um like game pass has changed the game um Mm, service subscriptions have changed the game i don't think there's a concept of value anymore like uh, I saw Monster Train on the Switch. That's a game I love. And I'm like, oh, on the Switch, that's awesome. And then I saw it was $30. I'm like, man, that's expensive. And then I bought it because <laughs> I love Monster Train. Yeah. but yeah. It's if, I like, had, if
0: I had a nickel and I've paid yeah. many nickels for all the Switch double dipping I've done.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, I mean, I'm sure if I waited, if if I waited, I probably would have forgotten about it. Um, but it's not until I see it in the discount, I just go to the discount page just because I see new games because discoverability is so hard now.
0: Completely. Yeah.
1: It's just, um, yeah, it's just another way of showing me games that I haven't even thought about or that I forgot. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, this is on sale now
0: on steam. I find it overwhelming, but on the switch, I will definitely boot up the, just like what's on sale, the great deals tab or whatever they call it. And I've totally found some weird little gems
1: that way. Yeah, that's that's what I do, too.
0: And I should say not even just weird little gems, but like games from publishers or developers I've heard of that just totally missed me, (laughs) even though I try really hard to like know, you know, the the bulk of it, because there's just there's too much good stuff, which is a good problem to have as a player, but a frustrating problem, I'm sure, as a developer trying to get noticed. It's
1: it's it's frustrating, but it's also interesting because now that. There's no inherent value to games. I find myself pricing them higher and higher. <laughs> um, our next game, I'm I'm kind of in the standstill of like, are we gonna charge $25 or $30? That's where we're at. I'm looking at the I art. I totally thought you were gonna say it's
0: a PS5 exclusive. Oh,
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, but it's like I I feel like I have I'm looking at the art, I'm looking at the music and stuff for this game. This game can command a high price because it looks amazing. Uh, and it's it's not Chef Squad, even though Chef Squad looks beautiful and stuff. That's a free game. Um, you know, when you're able to charge thirty dollars uh, for a game, you can make it look considerably different. <laughs> like we have like ten artists on this game, on this new game that we're making. And so that's amazing. It's the only reason I'm even considering thirty is because I know it's going to be discounted half the time. Um, so you're looking at it more like this game's really going to be twenty dollars for a majority of the time. And it's 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 just interesting because then we can actually take that to partners and be like, "Hey, you should put this in your um, subscription deal because look how expensive it is. Look how great it is." But what a deal for players.
0: Oh, that's super interesting. Yeah, it comes yeah. to Game Pass, and it's like you're you've just upped the value of that month's new offering. Exactly, exactly.
1: And that's not, but to be clear,
0: I'm not saying I'm not claiming to be breaking the news that your new game is coming to game. Oh, Pass. I'm just saying as an example <laughs> <no>. <laughs> because that exactly that is the kind of thing the internet would ask about. So Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be on Game Pass. Uh, so yeah, I think eventually once I get there with a game that looks very uh, attractive, hopefully they will consider it. Uh, I don't feel like it would hurt us though if we were on Game Pass and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's. The is
0: is totally fascinating yeah because i mean like i'm a game pass subscriber and have been for a while now and i totally feel like i get my money's worth you know because if i play one indie game a month you know it it more than pays for itself or something right and i don't just play indie games on there but i do find myself buying stuff that's on game pass other places you know on the switch or on steam uh because you know like like uh i know there's gonna be dlc and like you know And dlc for a game i don't actually own is maybe a bridge too far or something yeah. right but it's like to your point yeah these these things where i would have agonized over like paying seven dollars instead of five for an indie game on steam or something <laughs> i think about it less partly because i'm you know i'm older I'm in, a, I'm in a different place in life but also just because i think you're right it's looser there isn't like a set price for a for a you know a big indie release a triple i game as they're sometimes yeah. called it's all over the place it's truly just like yeah, that I can only imagine the the number of considerations going through your head about about that just five dollar difference, that initial five dollar difference.
1: Like I even thought it would be cool to do thirty dollars, but then if you have bought our previous games, you get a big discount. Like that could be an interesting avenue because then you're getting people that feel like they've been loyal in a way, like a loyal fan, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you want those people to buy your game, and you want those people to give you a review because they're most likely to do that.
0: That also specifically targets the guy who played Cooks or Delicious one, and then didn't realize you'd put out more games. Exactly. Like, why do I have the X percent off this? That's yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like, it doesn't even like our next game. Like, it's not going to be Cooks or Delicious, but it's going to be a. It doesn't matter. Like, if you've bought all of our games before, it's like, hey, um, maybe try this new game out, and here's a huge percentage off. Like, that's maybe not something we'll do. I'm not sure yet, but it's something that is. I guess. Benefiting us from having a library of games now because we do have three uh, Cooks are Delicious titles. Um, we have other legacy games, but they don't really sell any. Uh, like a Cooks are Delicious is our bread and butter. And now we kind of have Chef Squad. And it's going to be interesting to see what that does and if that will take off. And wouldn't it be cool to be our next game introduced it as from the creators of Cooks are Delicious and Chef Squad? Total, and people would total. know so there'd be two different avenues. People be like, "What is Chef Squad?" And the other people are, "What is Cooks Are Delicious?" <laughs> yeah,
0: because I, really l- I like your back catalog a whole lot, but I totally recognize that you're not saying Chef Squad from the makers of the Oil Blue, right? <laughs> like, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> oh man, the Oil Blue is great. I, I really, I think it's that.
0: really great. Yeah, and I, I will. <laughs> we didn't talk about it too much last time, but I, I, I did point people at it, and I'll do so again. Ah, thank um, you. But yeah, obviously, you know, the Cook, Serve, Delicious games are the, the thing you're best known for, the series, the things, because as we've talked about, they're quite distinct from each other. And Chef Squad is, is as we've said, much more in that lane. Um, yeah. Is, like, is the version that I got to play, the, the version that's launching just about, and, like, is that, you know, like, like how much more is there, right? Because, like, we were unlocking stuff even just on, on stream.
1: Yeah. Is
0: there, you know, like, because the Cook, Serve, Delicious games kind of hide iceberg depths <laughs> beneath their oh, initial sure. veneer how you know like how much is there a chef squad and is it designed for sort of like long stream sessions is it designed for the streamer to unlock stuff over the course of several sessions or are these secrets that you don't want to reveal
1: i hope so it was pretty much the final version we're just adding like little bits and pieces to it but bits and that is pretty much that was super yeah.
0: polished to be clear just yeah, thank was you.
1: curious yeah um yeah uh, it's it's going to be, so it is a 60 day campaign. So if you really time it out, that's about six to 12 hours. And I can't imagine anyone playing it for that long, <laughs> like in one stream.
0: <laughs> Unless they're, they're doing it intentionally for charity or something. Yeah, exactly. yeah That's a, that's a long ass stream. It yeah.
1: is very long, but I would love to see this as like a community night thing for a few months for a streamer be like, Hey, let's play an hour of this. And that's kind of how we built it because yeah, you are unlocking new foods, new upgrades, but By and large, you're going to be in that kitchen the entire time. And uh, we try and add as much variety as we can. That's why every day you're going to be unlocking something, uh, because we want that mentality of the chat being like, just one more day, let's play one more, um, and have something to look forward to when you boot up the game again. Uh, But I don't, yeah, like uh, even me testing it so the toughest thing about this game unlike any game I've ever made is that the bug testing starts when I stream it and it ends when I'm not streaming Mm, and it is a lot more stressful than I thought to to do that because with cook serverless 3 you know I wake up in the morning I check my inbox there's a whole bunch of bugs I get get to work but with this there would be a stream where we start and there's a crash and it's like well I had set aside this hour um, I hope we can get this crash resolved because I would like to, you know, to continue testing this. But everything stops, and uh, the programmer um, Daryl Davis—he's amazing. He programmed the entire game. This is the first time I've ever not done a single bit of code in a game. I was just oh, wow. the designer, and he's amazingly talented. So he would get right to work and would get these bugs f- fixed in like minutes, and I would just be talking in this private discord stream so I could make sure nobody left. And because I mean, as your <laughs>
0: animal crossing game show proves you, you, yeah. your, your skills are not just as a programmer. they're as an impresario, <laughs> a personality. The face oh, of you. The operation.
1: <laughs> I was telling all kinds of stories and because I wasn't, I was like on a private discord, I, you know, be able to tell a little bit more like personal stories or stuff like that. And it's just like having to be the entertainer like that gave me so much, even more respect for like Twitch streamers than I already had because it's like with what if julia um we did some uh vo recordings with her and that took about 5 hours and i was exhausted and by the end of that session i could tell she was getting into it more and more and more and mm. loving it uh and could have probably gone even longer and so she stopped we stopped recording and then a few hours later she streamed for 6 hours it was like, I just don't understand how somebody could do that. Streamers That's have unreal amazing, stamina.
0: yeah. The multitasking blows my mind. As someone who's only streamed a little bit, just the amount yeah. of like walking and chewing gum is very hard. And like, <laughs> if you've never tried it, it's hard to appreciate. But yeah, the stamina, like the, the amount yeah. that they do, is is mind boggling to me. It's
1: nuts. It's it was so it was actually kind of interesting with this game. I didn't want it to come from a company to be like. Uh Vertigo Games presents this game. Hey streamers, come stream it. Like even though I'm a known not like totally well known, but like it I needed to sell this game to streamers. And so we needed to tie this in with a streamer. Uh which is why we picked uh What if Julia? And she's amazingly talented. And I was not super familiar with her before right? this, and she's
0: delightful. I am I, I yeah. will I will obviously link to all of her stuff for people who are uh, who want to get familiar she's she's
1: great, and it's it's really cool because like with Nega Oryx two on uh Cookster Delicious three, we managed to cast her right as she was starting to get you know big, like we just mm. got really lucky, and the same thing is kind of happening here with uh Julia because uh when we approached her in March um we were like yeah the game's gonna be out in may of course that's developer time for you here we are in october <laughs> <laughs> and so october i to the
0: gentleman's <laughs> mayor <laughs> yeah
1: exactly and like i was like hey so yeah we'll, we'll go ahead and do that stream that sounds good and you know i'm talking with her about metrics and she's like you should probably check my metrics again because a lot has happened since march and she had doubled her audience since march which I was just, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, these numbers are crazy. Like, it's amazing how fast she's growing. Um, and it's organically. Like, it's not from any one viral thing. It's not from like, it's not like she has a major tw- Twitter presence or anything. It's literally her growing on Twitch. And I guess part of that is networking too. But it's like more and more people are finding out about her and her streams are just getting bigger and bigger. And it's just, it's just so fun to be a part of, I don't know, like on the ground floor of where she's going to end up going, which like in a year from now is going to be even bigger. Like it's it's just really, it's it's more fun that way to me than if like you were to call up Ninja, not that we could afford him, but not that I would even want to hire him because <laughs> I don't like him, but it's just like, uh, yeah, 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 it's just more, it's just cool to to be able to all jump into this together. You know what I mean?
0: The idea of like finding someone who you know and trust and have a personal relationship with and who's like maybe you know earlier in their career or operating at a smaller level or what have you, that is the indie spirit, you know made yeah. manifest. Simi- like the idea of like incorporating a similar and indeed closely related spirit with twitch streamers that just seems so cool. like that like what a great sense of community.
1: It is neat because every single person that worked on this game is a twitch streamer uh, or has streamed on Twitch or is a part-time or full-time streamer. Um, which I don't even think that's happened before, but like the sound, the music, the host, of course, um, the programming—everybody has streamed on Twitch, and and I think that adds the sense to, of, of community too, because this was a lot of people's first game to work on. Uh, Finch Fish, who did the um, all the art in game, which was beautiful art, and she's just like overwhelmed. She's like, "Oh my gosh, this is my first game," and it's. That would be cool enough on its own, but with a game that has to be streamed on Twitch, so you're part of this chat that is fawning over this game, like "Oh my gosh, this is so fun!" Uh, It's it's very emotionally impacting, like you know what I mean, because nobody's playing this on their own in their privacy of you know on their computer. You have to play it on Twitch, and so you're gonna see those reactions, and to see them so positive, it's just great. It's it's so fun to, to. have that be the first experience for a lot of people uh, on working on a game. No, that's amazing.
0: I get the sense too. I mean, so, so some developers I know can be a bit uneasy about the idea that Twitch makes games into raw material, as opposed to like artistic objects that are ends unto themselves. And of course, games are very much both and always have been and always will be. (laughs) But I get the sense that that doesn't really bug you that you are totally at peace with the idea that this is just a new thing and a new space and that games are part of it and they can be like tightly or loosely coupled so to speak but like i get the sense that you're you're totally a just like interested in the culture of twitch but be completely okay with the idea that games are a part of it and you're open to what that part of it can be or look like is that is that fair to say i
1: think that there are certainly games that I can respect, developers, where it's like, this is literally a two-hour narrative game. And if you watch it on Twitch, then you've played it. And that's sure. bad for our business. Sure. And sure. my response to that is that maybe that game just doesn't work now. Like I hate mm. saying that. And I I don't like to hear that. I don't I don't want to tell somebody that, but that is the literal truth. Like, what are you gonna do? You can't just tell somebody. Not to do it. I mean, you can. You can. You can pull a Nintendo, I guess, and be extremely ultra restrictive uh, in some instances. But or you can do the exact
0: opposite, which is just say like, "Hey, this thing is what it is. I made the game I wanted to make. If you like it, please support it, and just make yeah. peace with the fact that that's kind of voluntary." Exactly.
1: It's. I, I yeah. I, I just get it. yeah. Everybody's kind of different, and I I definitely view it as here's this cool new way of putting my game in front of people. How can I make that easier for people? Um and if they want if they make a bunch of money off of stuff like that, that's why why would I be upset about that? But developers get upset and I never understood that. Uh some developers at least. And yeah, that that I just can't wrap my head around that. I, I don't know
0: it's a fear of the future it's you know Maybe. i mean some people it's like they found a thing that works and that you know the idea that in the future they need to do something different that's you know it's it's a very human thing to be scared of that i think it's also you know like like you said not just the 2 hour narrative game but the idea that like this deserves your full attention it's not something you want people chatting over or something right like there's sure, yeah. sort of that you know kind of pinkies out thing but but i think it's it's also like you know, we're, we're characterizing people who aren't adapting to the present as maybe not very pragmatic and that's fair. Right. Cause like the, the present is what it is, whether you're ready for it or not
1: exactly. in a very
0: real sense. But you know, it's, it's like, I, I think it's notable that you're ready, willing, and able to adjust and make games that are that are suited to the present circumstances, right? Like, yeah. I, I think I think there is a certain school of like artistic practice that thinks of that as inherently cynical, like, oh, you're just chasing trends. Or you're trying to find <laughs> what the kids like or whatever. But I don't get that sense at all. I get the sense that it's just like you found the intersection between what you want to make and find interesting and what you see a space for. Right, in a space that's yeah. like hungry for something that is native to Twitch, but like more substantive.
1: It's so one of the most fascinating things that I, I saw on a stream again, lost the time. This doesn't exist anymore. The VOD, I, I wish it did.
0: Tears and rain. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I was watching uh, Elspeth Eastman. She does uh, voices for Tristana with League of Legends. Like mm. she's a voice mm-hmm. actor and a wonderful, entertaining streamer. And so she started playing this game, Superliminal, which is a four hour puzzle game, like. The Stanley Parable kind of, but more puzzly, more involved, but kind of that narrative.
0: Similar vibe, right? Messes with your head and yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And so she was about 20 minutes in and the, I don't know if it was the creator, but it was the head person of the game that had made it, um, came in and said, hey, this is, y'all are having fun. Here's where you can buy my game. And he starts posting his link and uh, Elspeth immediately said, hey, buddy, like, I know this is your game, but. I don't even know if I like your game yet. I just started playing. That's cool on the links. I don't like self-promotion, you know? And she kind of just put him in his place kind of thing. And he's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean anything by it. She goes, no, 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 we're cool. But, uh, you know, kind of telling him I'm not, this is not an endorsement, me playing your game. I'm playing it for the first time. Let's see what I think about it. And four hours later, when the credits were rolling, she was in tears because of how emotionally Impactive it was. And I was in tears even watching because it was such a good stream. Mm. Everybody was like loving the game. And she makes it a point I noticed to retweet anytime that game goes on sale. And she's like, Buy this game, y'all. It's amazing. And I came away from that stream, you know, thinking, What an amazing stream. What an amazing creator. I don't have to buy that game because I just watched it played, but I'll get the soundtrack. And I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what does that? Tell me. It tells me nothing. Like, that, that cost him a sale because I didn't immediately buy it because I watched it on stream? I don't think so, because I don't think I would have known about it before then. I did buy the soundtrack. But now it's kind of on my radar as to what maybe maybe is next. And I would think that I would want to play it and experience it for the first time on my own before watching another stream. So it's really weird, like. I don't think you can ever get a sense of what somebody takes away from watching your game on a stream. Um, It's impossible to know, but it's something that's going to happen. And you really just have to embrace it uh, in any way you can. And that's why I would love to make two games at the same time. You know, We're making these experimental Twitch games and making a standard single-player game that is more in line with what we've done before. and it's, it's good to have like both feet, you know, in the water like that to kind of just be ready for whatever the future is.
0: <laughs> and watch the single player game become a hit on Twitch. Cause it's a funny old, yeah. world,
1: right? <laughs> I mean, you never know. Like it's, it's, it's fascinating for sure.
0: Can you talk at all about what the next game is or is it, is it too soon? It's totally I, fair if it is.
1: I think, um, so we, we hired a lot of people. And we're actually (laughs) like, like I want to fold all the Chef Squad people, which were all new people except for uh, the programmer and the composer. I would like to bring them into this new game, too, uh, because it's just so massive. And it's going to be a bit more narrative focused because I loved the whole voice acting part of it. And just to be able to work with voice acting and to tell a story. It's something i never really appreciated in games very much but <laughs> i actually still really don't i guess but i love making it so hmm. i love the idea that i'm getting all this art done and all these voiceovers for this story that we're crafting and i'm also the guy that just mashes straight through the uh, cutscenes.
0: there's a poetry
1: to that there's yeah <laughs> so like even,
0: in, I... I don't know if i've ever heard you discuss this even in games you're really like you're liking and you're engaged in. you tend to mash
1: through the the story stuff I mean sometimes I, I won't, but like I like Deathloop, I played a little bit of it. I'm like, this this is just too much. I, I just want to shoot guys. I'm done. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I just I just stop playing. Uh I'm very I have weird tastes. Like I really just love basic AAA games like Call of Duty or something. Cause mm. it's it's like I turn off my brain and I just uh, Honestly, def- definitely, skin. definitely, <laughs> totally, might come around for you. Then, by the way,
0: <laughs> you think it, so? Uh, I think it <laughs> ends up being a lot more straightforward than it than it first appears to be. It presents itself as very heady, but it ends up just being about perfecting a route of shooting dudes. But anyway, yeah, I hear I hear what you're saying though, which is yeah. that you like you like the primal pleasures of games. You like, yeah. you, you're there for the interaction.
1: But it's weird because then I'll go the next day and be like, okay, let's get the storyboard for our cutscene, and it's like. My game design philosophies and my game playing philosophies are totally different. And maybe that's healthy in a way, too. Like, so I'm not blinded by the idea of, like, wow, I just played a really good narrative game. I should do that for my game. That will never happen because I don't like narrative <laughs> games. So it's just like, I don't know. I don't know what to take away from that. It's just the weird nature of game development, I think
0: yeah that is interesting to be excited to put stuff into your game that you wouldn't necessarily be primarily excited to (laughs) encounter in another game but it's like i think you have such a the cook serve delicious games have such an esoteric approach to narrative i think it's fair to say and it's it's only on the third game where you didn't do the writing right it was like based on the lore that you co-wrote for for cook serve delicious 2 but you the the script just kind of like was happening off to the side while you were programming the game if i recall
1: yeah, like, uh, so the two writers, uh, Nicholas Crack and uh, Ryan Mateka, they took over the story and stuff, and they were writing a script. And we were so haphazardly, like, doing the story for that game that I I literally remember going on Discord and being like, hey, I hired uh, Nego Orgs for voice acting. They're like, we're gonna have voice acting? I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just like absentmindedly telling the writers every game, oh yeah, all this is gonna be voice. Like, we learned a lot from Cooks or Places 3. Sure. Um, and I like the story and all, but boy, really, and then of course, I'm not writing this next game, but I'm giving some amount of input that they're both taking charge with this game and just seeing sure. them have way more freedom because... Even in Cookserve Delicious 3, like Nick would say, we thought we would uh, set this scene outside of the food truck. And I said, you're crazy. That's going to cost $1,200. Do you realize that? (laughs) I am not spending any more money on the story. You put those robots in the front two seats, and that's all you're going to see the whole game. And sure enough, that's that's the whole story. It takes place in the front seats. And it works great. That but that's, that is that yeah. is quite
0: a restriction to put on a writer. That's... It really
1: is. <laughs> and, you know, I feel kind of bad about it now, but it worked out. And now this next game, I said, you can set it on the moon. I don't care. Like, we've got money now. So it's been a lot of fun. Uh, that's exploring, incredible. Exploring that. Yeah.
0: Are you staying stepped back into more of a designer, creative lead role? Or are you in, in, the, in the trenches, as it were, programming
1: again on this one? I would like to design, but so the programmer, uh, Daryl, he also works on games like Halo Infinite, which is a crazy thing to say as well. Uh, yeah. That's his like full-time job. So, but he loves using Game Maker and stuff. So he uses his weekends to program and stuff uh, for us. And because of that, I think it's probably going to be a lot easier if I end up programming um, at least the in-game stuff. And I don't mind. I really like programming. Um it, it was really hard for me to let go of that in Chef Squad, because I'm always scared that, you know, if uh, Daryl has to walk away, then I don't know any of this code. I don't know how to fix bugs. I'm completely alienated from, you know, what I can do. And I like the idea of uh, having my own code in there so I can at least finish a game and, and fix it if I need to. But... That I think comes with me being a better coder, um, or at least trying to be. Um, Daryl's going to give me some lessons in coding. Uh, when he saw my code, he's like, "Yeah, I'm very fluent in a bunch of different programming languages," and he starts listing them all. And David code, which is my code, <laughs> so it's like really bad. <laughs> which <laughs> I, uh, which I look, I will. I am uh, very aware of that, and I could be a lot better. And, this is
0: uh, extremely common, though, I think, among solo devs, right? Like, you you worship yeah. you worship in the church of getting it done. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. As opposed to elegance, yeah.
1: Yes, that is very much a ship it if, it's, if it works. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget, like, uh, what was it? Um, Celeste. The developers of Celeste released their code for, I think, jumping.
0: Specifically the movement code. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think it, I think it was jumping and running and climbing and all that. And people okay, were just yeah. like ragging on it on reddit or whatever
1: yeah and it's like hello they made an award-winning massively popular game I don't really care what you have to say about the code it works why would you like, I guess I could see it if like Celeste was a memory hog or something like, but even then it's just like, don't wait. Yeah. I
0: guess the argument was like, you could do it more elegantly. And it's like, but the uh, whole point is they didn't have a spec and then they built it. They, they had to fiddle with every possible variable. That's why it yeah. looks the way it looks because they were still tweaking little things right up to it. Indeed. I think passed when the game shipped, it totally oh, misses the point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ele-
0: elegance crazy. is great, but it's not <laughs> always how you get things made and certainly yeah, not
1: finished. It's for sure. Like, I keep going back to the old Cookserved Delicious code because part of me is like, I should like do something with this. Like, I don't know, maybe like a remaster or something. And then I look at it, I'm like, oh god, I get scared. I run away. (laughs) (laughs) Like this, this this is the worst thing is I wrote all of that, so it's like
0: nobody to blame but yourself. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) You're thinking you would almost be like doing a, a remake as opposed to a remaster if you were to go back, or like.
1: We were just thinking about like a remake and then ultimately I'm like, we actually, so I made up some art for a remake and we got like two weeks in and I'm like, I am bored out of my mind. I am not doing this again. Like we just finished Cooks of Delicious 3 and I'm like, I'm not making Cooks of Delicious 1 again because I, when you no. when
0: you were when you had just finished or when you were just finishing Cook, Serve, Delicious Three, your whole idea was like, there will not be a fourth game. This is it yeah. we're we're leaving it all on the field. my <laughs> word's not yours. And so, yeah, I can imagine yeah. that like especially without doing something else first, going back to the first game would feel
1: unsatisfying. It was awful. and I had to tell the artist, I'm gonna put you on something else because holy cow, I can't even look at this. I don't want to do this. Like I was upset. I was like, this is this is not this is absolutely not fun and i'm really blessed to be in a position where yeah that remake could make money but i don't want to do it i don't have to do it like we can explore new stuff which you don't need to be do the that yeah yeah
0: because i know i know Cooks of delicious 3 was was partly a business decision for you right like that you had the yeah. basis to make a third game so you wanted to and i'm really glad that paid off i think it's Me a like too. it's a it's a very creatively vibrant game but I've, i'm glad that it's like put you in a position where you have even more latitude to just follow your creative impulses.
1: It's really nice. It's really nice to have a trilogy of games uh, rather than a game and a sequel. Like There's a finality to it that I wish other games had. I wish we got a Hotline Miami 3 because I did not like Hotline Miami 2 and I love Hotline Miami 1. Uh, Nidhogg 1 and Nidhogg 2, I thought both were great. Oh, they're super different three would be yeah yeah people be... yeah
0: can you imagine an ad hog three that, <laughs> that, that, that bridged the gap that brought them together that would be quite it'd sick. be
1: cool and you know I, don't, I have no idea if those are in the works or not but like i don't know there's something about a three that lets you put a bow on it and you can walk away without people asking because it's weird people don't they kind of ask for a four but it feels different like i think if i was to make a a literal Cookserve Delicious 4, interest would be gone. Uh, we would only have our hardcore fans. And it would be harder to talk to partners because when you bring them Cookserve Delicious 4, they're immediately going to look at Cookserve Delicious 3 sales and stuff like that. And they'll gauge on that. Whereas if we do a new IP, it's totally an un, uh, unknown thing. And they can at least think, okay, well, gosh, you know, these are from the makers of this large franchise. We opt to hear them out. We got to at least, we want to be on the, in case the thing takes off. And it's much easier to sell that from a business perspective, to walk away and, and to make something new. For sure. For
0: sure. Well, and in general to, to leave, you know, leave the series on a high note where people are, are yeah. at least sometimes asking for more as opposed to like, oh geez, finally. <laughs> That's the
1: most surprising part of it. Like it's, it's interesting because I I just thought it wouldn't be received like really well. Like I just I knew it was a good game but I'm like this is the third game people are going to be tired of it. I don't know. I think I, I
0: think at the time I don't want to mischaracterize you and like the episode exists I'll link people to it but I think you almost thought you were self sabotaging a little <laughs> tiny bit just in how crazy it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like you, mean, you were I taking totally a creative
0: was... risk is maybe the the more
1: accurate way to say it. I was because I'm like, I'm done with this franchise, and I'm just going to go out blazing. And I don't <laughs> care if everybody's like, I hate this game, and I hate all the games now.
0: If it's a failure, sure. it's going to be a spectacular failure. Exactly. To that, so yeah.
1: Like, I'd rather be a spectacular failure than uh, boring. Uh, sure. And say what you will, about Nidhogg 2, it's, I love Nidhogg 2. It does not look anything like Nidhogg 1. It could have looked like a more realistic Nidhogg 1. And I think it probably would have been received better and sold better. But what's the point? Like, it's way more fun to come up with, like, something crazy. And, Introduce
0: and, weapon variety and make it more yeah. grotesque and whatever. Because Net- Nidhogg 1 is so elegant and minimal, yeah. and it exists. You can still play it, you know? You can play it forever. It's, yeah. I, I'm totally it's almost
1: pissed. like you can see the developers having fun with Nidhog 2. Totally, because yeah. Because it's so outrageous. And that's what Custard Delicious 3 was for me. We had so much fun making it that it, it's just completely outrageous. And... It had to be cuz I didn't want to be bored making it cuz that that just sounds like a nightmare.
0: I, I mean, get the, yeah, I get
1: the sense that you have a low tolerance for that. I really do. I I mean, yeah. gosh, this next game we're making though, I mean, holy cow. I've never been more excited for a game. Um and it's part of part of that is having the money to really achieve the visions that we have for it and working with new people and just it's it <laughs> Like um, a month after Cook, Serve, Delicious 3 uh, launched, we literally hired our first voice actor. Like we went wow. right into it. And uh, once they said yes, we were like, okay, we have this character now that we really have been working on before we even had a, a story. This is awesome. And so I, I have a drive to, it's. It's so we're coming up to like 10 years of Cook, Serve, Delicious this is how I frame it. Uh, it'll be the... Mm. 10 year anniversary of the first Cooks are Delicious next year. <laughs> the and... first
0: decade of Cooks are Delicious. Yes, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> And so again, when I was looking at remaking Cooks are Delicious, one, we had a whole roster of indie devs uh, that we put in the Battle Kitchen expansion. So you have like Shovel Knight, you have Hotline Miami. You know, we have some major, heavy hitter indie devs that still stand up today. You know, you see Shovel Knight everywhere. Um, but then you see some of the smaller indie games that we had picked. And I was just looking them up for fun. And one of them was Ghost Song that we put in in 2013. And I went on their Steam pages, like, releasing late 2021. Mm. I'm like, wow, I can't imagine working on the same game for more than two years. It's just impossible for me. Not to say, not to disparage anybody else that can. That's awesome. But like, I need to like make it and release it. Like, I, I, I don't like holding on to a game for more than two years. Just, or or to at least not release something after two years. And uh, literally a year after Cooks 3, here we are with Chef Squad. And I think you're not going to be waiting that much longer to at least hear about our next game.
0: That's super exciting. Um, and I will look forward to that. And and I will say your stuff all has an energy to it. I think partly as oh, a result of that. Not not to not to say that you're totally fueled by negative emotions, but as a result <laughs> of that restless energy, I think that comes through, right? That you're like you have that like that desire to do something new. And it, it comes through really strongly in the games. So
1: it's interesting, like because I always felt like sort of delicious wasn't mine. Um, because we were so directly inspired with Orno Ryori. And you know we made it our own. Like we gave it so many new things, but to be able to make something like Chef Squad, which is a literal thing that no one has ever really attempted, it's just so satisfying to see so far the positive. You know, um, I don't know if you call it reviews, but response, even yeah. with people in Twitch chat and um it's gonna be
0: super interesting to see if it's subject to the usual review cycle by the way or just like (laughs) traditional games press doesn't know what to make of it not that you know like i'm not even talking numbered scores i'm just talking about (laughs) do they cover it as a thing that's released or a weird experiment it's gonna be super fascinating
1: i don't know i my hope is twitch will see it and it will at least do something with it but yeah yeah and it was hard too because not that we were ready to release it but twitch has been going through a lot um and well that's not really fair to say the creators on Twitch have been going through a lot because right. of Twitch. Right. Um, like from hate raids to, uh, you know, this leak last time. And it's like, I hope Twitch can at least pull themselves together for a launch. <laughs> and then like, because this is bad.
0: Right? They owe you that much. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it, It's been, I, I don't think there's any Twitch streamer out there that doesn't have at least some constructive feedback for Twitch. But that's like a big corporation for you, right? Of wow. course.
0: No, and it's it's the same way that, like, you know, we, we've we been talking about Twitch as a sort of unique platform in space and culture, and it's just because they're, you know, in a certain sense, the only game in town. The same way for, yeah. you know, posting non-real-time videos, YouTube is sort of it, at least in, in, in a lot of countries, <laughs> right, where we're... You know, the content mills <laughs> exist. And yeah. it's like, that isn't us saying, you know, oh, thank you, Jeff Bezos, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, that's the state of play. And so here's hoping that they can kind of pull it together and, and yeah. foster the good things about the platform.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I, um, like I the alternatives is what? Facebook gaming? Oh my gosh. That's like another nightmare. <laughs> it's like a worst nightmare you could possibly have.
0: They're trying to bring it back and they want it to be oh VR no. this time.
1: Oh no. Oh my gosh. It's uh, so bad. Yeah, like yeah. even YouTube gaming is a weird if you yeah. can imagine the comment section of a YouTube video but live. That's just like <laughs> uh-huh. another nightmare scenario where it's like, Jeez please. I don't Yeah. I love Twitch a lot. Um I can't really I love, well, I guess the right thing to say is I love the experience of being on Twitch and, and enjoying the communities that are formed on Twitch yeah um,
0: twitch streamers are an amazing yeah. group yes. and in some ways they're rising above the yes inattentional evil of the platform <laughs> yeah, exactly. like yeah totally it's a very vibrant scene in a way that i think especially like some some folks who were you know like I, I don't mean to say like like the olds but you know even like people <laughs> like me like elder millennials as we're called who like you know this isn't the main way we grew up experiencing games i think mm. like a lot of people roughly my age don't realize just how much cool stuff is happening on there so yeah. hopefully a game they can play on there starts to. Them in that direction and get them interested. It's it's a cool thing.
1: It's it's funny to see people react to that week because uh, you had the top 100 income Twitch streamers, and people are like, "Well, I wish I could point a camera at my video. I, maybe I should quit my job and be a streamer." And I'm like, "You can no. If you don't understand the work involved to even get to a level where you're in the top ten thousand, let alone the top 100." right
0: no and, and and i think um this has been much commented upon but the 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 prominent streamers you think about the talented streamers who aren't in that in that that top tier i think that's just as striking in a certain sense like yeah. the people who work really hard and do okay who are nowhere near you know ninja level <laughs> or whatever
1: yeah and and it's weird seeing people be like i guess we're on a different tangent but it's weird people saying things like well i guess this is going to really affect donations for the top 100 because who's going to want to give them more money? And I'm like, that's that's not really... I, I don't know what you think Twitch is, but so Northern <laughs> Line was number 101, uh, which mm. I thought was hilarious. Uh, and he went on stream, you know, like a day later. And uh, people were giving him subs and be like, let's put Northern Line in the top 100. And yeah, blue collar yeah. guy, Northern Line. <laughs> like he's one of us. And Northern line was like, yeah, you can't trust those top 100, anything below 100, 100% you can trust them. Like they don't mess around.
0: Oh my God. This but, level of hipsterism. It's like people who are like, you know, all, all the best weird Twitter content is people with less than 500 followers or whatever, yeah. you
1: know, like <laughs> it was so good. I, I really, uh, That's so I don't good. know. It's just stuff like that. that I, I really love. Um, it. It's, it's just weird. Like if you don't understand it, then I get how, People are like, well, why do you give money to Twitch streamers, or why do you do this and that? Um, it truly is a unique experience. That uh, it's 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 just hard to tell somebody to get into. Like you just kind of have to fall into it. I think totally because you can't like point at a YouTube video and be like, you should watch this video. It's very good. Um, it's a live thing and it's of variable quality. At any given
0: moment. And Even a streamer can have an off night. It yeah. is more like a live performance than, a, than you know, than in the way that a YouTube video is like a, a documentary or a TV show or whatever.
1: Exactly.
0: You know, Twitch is live TV. <laughs> and so, like, it doesn't <laughs> always go well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. When it goes well, it's magic. And I can honestly see Chef Squad being kind of a great gateway drug for people because uh, it, yeah. it again it highlights what's interesting about the relationship between a streamer and an audience and you know the relationship between twitch and games i find it super formally interesting in addition to being quite fun so i yeah. this is a more complicated question than it would usually be where can people find chef <laughs> is there like a like a schedule oh, wow. of like initial streamers i mean because it's open to anyone right people can download it off itch if they're if they're streamers and then yes. stream it if but do definitely. you have like yeah yeah do you have like a schedule for initial appearance
1: <laughs> well, you can download on Steam and itch.io and if you're a streamer. Um, and if you're not, I, I, you can go to the Twitch TV directory listing for Chef Squad. I believe that should be up by launch. And uh, we will have a sponsor stream with What If Julia on launch day. Uh, awesome. It'll be in the evening. And then we're going to do just like a few sponsor streams with people that were involved with making the game because it doesn't make a lot of sense. What's the end goal really of sponsoring a stream when, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I can't even talk my way into something like that because you're selling a game that is free and only for streamers. Uh, so I would love for a bunch of streamers to play it. Um, so yeah, it, it's, I, I guess... Was, well, actually, in our Discord, we're going to have a channel that's like live with Shift Squad, and
0: awesome. uh, you'll cool. be
1: able to post links to your own Twitch channel or see other people play Shift Squad. That's
0: amazing. So you can you can tune into a streamer, big, small, anywhere in between. You can be that streamer. It's 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 on you. That's part of what's cool about it. It is very yeah. small D democratic.
1: That is wild that you asked me that. And I didn't really have an answer because that is very funny to me. It's like, <laughs> how do you play chess? squad? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question.
0: You stand oh. around at midnight and the ghost bus picks you up. and <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I don't have an answer for that. I have no clue. I hope it's on tonight. Uh, maybe it'll be on tomorrow. <laughs> Ask your favorite streamer to play Chef Squad. There you go. Um, there you go. And you're right
0: that you're right that Twitch makes it easy to say, "Is anybody playing this game right now?" Right. So yeah. I'll, I'll link to the page for Chef Squad for that, and I'll look forward to hearing about the next thing. And man, I can't thank you enough for for giving me the scoop. That that means yes, a lot. Absolutely. I, I hope this was as fun for you as it was for me.
1: It's always a blast. And oh, boy, we're gonna have a lot to talk about once. Uh, my next game comes
0: oh out. yeah you're gonna have to come back and i and i oh, will yeah. i will insist on it and i'll look forward to it with great relish and that, that was a food pun oh. I, oh. I don't even know if it's a food game but
1: yeah. <laughs> i'm looking forward to
0: it. <laughs> sweet all right thanks one more time all right thanks man appreciate yeah, it cool all right later talk soon all right we'll see it and that's the show if you're a streamer you can download chef squad on itch or steam if you are not a streamer and you'd like to play you can find a stream where someone's playing it it's a brave new world You can also find out more about the Cook, Serve, Delicious trilogy at CookServeDelicious.com. The Everybody's Talking at Once podcast is hosted and produced by me, Drew Messenger Michaels, with support in the kitchen and out from Francis Michelle Cannon and Lucio Valentino. Our logo is by Aaron Perry Zucker using icons from The Noun Project. The current version of our theme music is by me. You can find more music that I make at CarpeDemon.band. You can find the show everywhere podcasts are a thing, including but not limited to wherever you're listening to it right now or at etaopod.com. If you'd like to support the show and can do so without financial hardship, we'd love that. You can do so in that case by buying something like, for example, the Cook Serve Delicious trilogy from our Nexus page at nexus.gg E-T-A-O, or you can support us by patronizing us at patreon.com E-T-A-O. Thanks tremendously to our current patrons, with a special thanks to Carlos De Los Santos and Darth Raptora, and an even specialer thanks to the mysterious Ian K and Lucas Kosen. You can also support us on Kofi. I've been saying coffee because I heard people say coffee, but it's Kofi, like like it rhymes with no fee. I, I get it now. Anyway, you can support us there if you like. We'll be tweeting out streams where you can play Chef Squad, so if you want to see that and just know when shows go live, you can follow us on Twitter, at ETAOPod. I'm on Twitter, at Drew M. Michaels. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thanks again to David for, as I said, giving us the scoop on this one. Hope to see anybody who enjoyed the show uh, next time. Until then, take care, everybody.